Hello and welcome to the Mystic Cast, where you join Jack Stafford and Deborah Littleboy, members of the Aetherius Society, the cosmic religion for the Aquarian Age, as we break down the barriers between religion, science, metaphysics, philosophy, and mysticism, all of which are really only aspects of the self-same quest for truth. Please note, this is an independent program, not produced or fact-checked by the Aetherius Society. Today our guest is Matt Landman. Hey Matt, how you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Doing well, how about yourself? Doing well. So as we discussed before, it's uh, late for us, early for you. Mm -hmm. So I expect you to take the lead on this, bring in fresh energy. And we know you have it in bucket loads because we've seen all the work you're doing. Energy is not something that you're short of. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you. I, I try. Being an activist is... It's one day at a time, right? Um, and then I'm, I'm learning that I guess in the astral while we're sleeping, we're doing some work too, which is, I think part of becoming an activist is resonating on truth. And then you're doing work, I would say 24 hours a day, but it's, it's a multidimensional, right? So we're, we're that's, I think incarnation is just that we're here to just do work anyways. So let's do it. I wake up know? tired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm doing too much in the night. <laughs> Not most of it nefarious, but anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What we want to talk to you is about, we want to get advice on, because our master, Dr. King, who is now no longer on the physical plane, is he was a master activist. I mean, he he made you look like, uh, you know, a Sunday driver. Mm -hmm. He really, uh, in his lifetime, he packed in so much, many, so many missions, receiving transmissions, uh, work in the lower astrals, just mind-boggling. We don't even have time to go into it. So, but perhaps speaking to you, we can understand what it takes to be an actual activist, somebody who's willing to, you know, put his neck on the line with difficult subjects. You talk a lot about uh, subjects that people don't want to hear about. Um, and Dr. King himself said, uh, you know, if you, if you want to be popular, don't speak the truth. Mm. So we can talk about what is truth and truth is truth what is truth and about the energy required to be in activism and just the energy required to speak truth. And can I, can I come in just with a, another request for you, Matt? It's for me, it, it, the, the trick, if you want, if it, if that's the right word is to get your message across that it's not popular, but actually rallies the crowd. So, so you, so I see it as you're walking a, a a really quite fine line, because if you annihilate too many people, then you don't actually get the support you need to be to do the work you need to do. However, you can't mollycoddle it because people need to know, and I and that's that's the bit that I'm in awe of, really. When I read your web your your website and you're sort of like call to arms for want of a better word i could feel your passion there um and so that that is what i'm my take on it that's what i'm particularly interested in is, is your journey on how you get the followers and how and how you keep going so i'm i'm now gonna be open these and keep this quiet <laughs> well bless you deborah and thank you so much for saying that um it's very important it's it's actually probably the most if you can't really give things degrees of importance but regarding activism 
meeting people where they're at and meeting them on their frequency. And that takes the ability to wear many hats. You know, it takes um, empathy. Being an empath really helped in my life. And growing up where I grew up outside of Washington, D.C., most of my friends from high school um, ended up working in government jobs, some sort of something. And if I'm trying to convince them about chemtrails, then I'm trying to convince the whole world about chemtrails, if that makes sense. Because if I can get to them, I can get to anybody. But you got to learn how to meet people where they're at. And they'll find any reason to dismantle, you know, something that's meant to dismantle the way that they see and perceive the world, right? So it starts with knowing your audience. Say it again. It starts with knowing your audience. And what better way to say that is like, meeting people or another way to say that is meeting people where they are at finding their frequency. Okay, so maybe you don't know the person on the street that well. And maybe you need to first learn how to interact with people in general, like your grandmother or your cousin or your coworker. you know, your grandmother well enough to know the certain ways to plant these seeds to go about it a certain way to do what you can with what you have and coming at them with some really flamboyant, extreme knowledge, it could actually um, end up doing more bad than good. They end up looking at you a certain way, putting you in this box. So I was talking to someone about this the other day, and there's, there's not to polarize everything and dualize because it's such a dualistic, polarized world we live in, and it's not necessarily like that. They want us to think it is, but the majority of the, the majority of people are like this, either they believe hands down 100% the official narrative, whatever comes out with the mainstream, they believe it or people, other people question the official narrative, right? And start thinking, you know, differently, <laughs> differently than the mainstream and questioning the official narrative, the mainstream, the media mind controllers and all these sort of puppet, the people that those they, you know, that's a trigger word too, that they, but those in charge, they want everyone to be compartmentalized in these boxes. And, and it's this othering that takes place where if you can get everyone thinking that people that think outside the box or question the official narrative are quote unquote conspiracy theorists or whatever, and you, then you put them in the box and then you don't listen to anything they have to say, then the, the othering and the, the polarization, um, it, it dehumanizes people and it really is, is one of the biggest problems. So you have to first break down that wall and come to them as a human and meet them where they're at and be like, I'm just like you. Oh, I'm just like you, you know? Like you've, um, we've walked so many different lives, right? We can identify with people. It's becoming harder and harder in this world of technology, but still we can still meet people eye to eye and have these conversations. And so the most, one of the most important things is to not come at people like a nutter or a loony tune or whatever, you know, the proper word is and to come as a level-headed person and plant the seeds properly. Maybe you're, you're um, boiling with all of this rabbit hole information because you have all this stuff and you've gotten all these downloads and you're, you've been channeling this and that all night and had all these experiences. Take a breath and maybe not drink as much caffeine or something and <laughs> think about who you're talking to. Have they ever had an experience like what you're dealing with? What, what, can, can they even handle the information because you're on one radio station and they're on a completely different station and you're coming, you're trying to come down to them and be like, look, I, I mean, I, they're never even going to be the tune to yours if they're afraid based on the way that you presented the information. So that's one. 
aspect of it. But the internal thing to firstly start about activism is it's an internal journey and it's, it's very spiritual and very real and deep. And no one's going to become an activist if they don't see the bigger picture, the spiritual journey that, that we're in a temporary situation in this physical existence that we likely live out karmic, um, multidimensional, you know, all these things that we, the hidden knowledge that we are slow, that as the vibration increases, we're, we're, everyone's starting to come into this information, but it's this fear, right? If people live in fear and fear of death and fear that this is their only time here, and then they get caught up in that frequency and then they're worried about what their peers think and they don't honor truth with integrity. But once you can firstly recognize that you're a spiritual being having a human experience, then why are you here? Is it to, to you know, eat Doritos and make a bunch of money and make sure that you have a lot of money in your bank account when you die? Probably not. Is it to serve you know, God and raise the frequency or, or whatever you believe in, serve the universe or serve humanity. You know, I think the highest thing that you can do is, is try to help people see the light and realize who they are, what they are and empower them and bring the empowerment forward and help humanity get on its course because we're supposed to be on a trajectory towards ascension and out of physicality. Like the way that it works is we are light beings. We incarnate in this plane in physical form but what we bring to incarnate is our karma and like our physical densest stuff. So we bring our dense stuff here to work through it in physicality, right? Of course, our memory is clean, slate is clean so that we can not know what we're into so that we can actually live karmically, right? And live out the karma. We live it out and together we rise the frequency and bring that vibration back to where we left as, as a higher, you know, we refine our vibration and bring it back right? I think even stars might be ascended earths. I believe that earth has gone through an ascension program many, 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 many times. And that there's darker forces that don't want earth to ascend because they want to at least have one dimension to themselves and one um, timeline that they can actually live in and maybe get physical and a transhuman dystopia if they can control out the outcome of our destiny potentially. But it's like, we're here to to not let that happen. If you can see your spiritual destiny, see why you're here, what you're here to do, then all these things start to fade away. These other nonsense things and things start to really show themselves like thoughts that aren't yours, like negative thoughts and things like that. And you start to see like who your true self is. And then you can honor like, oh, I'm here to serve, you know, like I'm here to, to actually serve. Like I'm, this is, this can be my purpose, but you're not just going to, honor activism and devote your life to activism because that's what I did is I devoted my life to it but it was a spiritual journey first first I had to know that there was light and dark and good and evil and angels and demons I mean believe it or not but there's light and dark forces in this realm and they're non-physical and so we live amongst angels and demons what I call that and so if there's actually like this ongoing good and evil kind of war in this realm, which is how I see it and how I came to this epiphany like eight years ago or something, then I realized that if there's an ongoing war, am I going to be a bystander? No. Am I going to pick a side? Obviously. Well, which side am I going to pick? Well, it's very effing clear. It's very, very clear what side I'm going to pick. So then when I chose that I would honor light, 
then it becomes this flow and steady, like the universe tests you and you refine your frequency and you honor the vibration of truth. And as you honor the vibration of truth, other truths become evident and the truth slowly, you see, you see it clearer. And, and as your frequency rises, other people that are on that like frequency, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And then the activism really starts to pay off and, and these and every little bit you put in, even at the very beginning, every little bit that you put in, it does so much. Just having a little screening of something in your town that's activism related, you put up the flyers in your town, then spirit nudges people on the shoulder and says, look, someone's doing something. You're not alone. Even if that person doesn't go to that screening or that rally or that conference or that whatever the speaker, they know that they're not alone. And it raises the frequency, gives people hope. You know, the powers that be, they want to entrench us in fear so that this whole celestial time um, can pass where the vibration is supposed to be lifting. And then if we can't, you know, get our ascension in in the next allotted thousand years or whatever, then the cycle starts over and the, the powers that be want to have like a vibration locked in density, which is like this fear mongered, like transhuman state where humans really turn into s- slight robots like humanized like cyborg kind of transhuman robots that's like the agenda once you see the writing on the wall and you see where you are and what you are and who you are and why you're here and you're here to serve really because if you're having this like um realization and you and most are not then it's really your responsibility your duty thomas jeff i don't like to quote you know gurus or anybody much that much or anything like that because the, the truth is inside but i did read this thomas jefferson quote um if you have the ability to help people in need, you have that responsibility to help the, pe- the people, you know? And if you're seeing the light and you have that torch, you have to share it with people and you have to figure out how to do it best with where you see fit. And if you're amongst a bunch of freaking five-year-olds, you're not going to go in using complicated words and, and, and totally like not can confuse them. If you're amongst a bunch of 80-year-olds, you're not going to go in with a bunch of complicated situations on the internet and all these patents and rain order analyses and all this stuff. You're going to gently maybe say like, hey, do you remember that there weren't lines in the sky when you're growing up? Because I'm the chemtrail guy, you know, it's like different strokes for different folks. The truth is all meant to be honored in its own way. Like if you are passionate about quilt making, then quilt make for truth and let's see it show us your heart. But so many people like they're, they're dismantled by it all and they can't honor activism in any way, shape or form. But I say honor truth and, you know, um, the rest, like one step and the rest will show itself if you really honor that frequency. Beautifully said. So it's, it's so echo. Sorry, I've jumped in again. Um, no, yeah. I can't stop her. Can't stop her, Matt. In just... the corner, but um, just it echoes so much. Resonated. The various society. Yeah. Uh, you're using different words. You're using Matt's words, but but actually, it's it's exactly it's it's the, our teachings are are simple, simple, profound words that anybody can understand if they choose to read them. And that's and that really that's really it. And and when you for me personally for me. When I hear something that I know is true, I feel it. I've seen it in my in my solar plexus. Resonance, yeah, yeah. And then and then that's worth more uh, more investigation. And then I try to disprove it. 
And that's what I did with these teachers. I tried to disprove it. I chuck yeah. everything at it. So I've had loads of U-turns. But no, so, but just try to disprove it. And if it comes in different forms and it all points to the same vibration, then that's good. And I hear you speak and it's, it, it's, you're getting, you, you, you've got my solar plexus. Bless <laughs> <laughs> you. You just got, you just got mine too. It's a resonance and it's truth. And truth is a vibration that we can all share. It's a true, it's a vibration that we can all elevate and vibrate on together. And that's why everything is about division. What's your sexual preference and the color of your skin? What religion are you? What religion are you? Why does it even matter? We can all resonate to this vibration together. And that's where the true strength is. And um, I wanted to mention, um, and, and I'll, this won't be too long. There's, I wrote down ego and gut. So there's two things I want to color, cover really quick. The gut is a cultivation thing. You have to trust it. And, and talk to it. And I do it all the time now instinctively, no matter what. Ask my gut, yes, no. Ask my gut, yes, no. Should I do that? Should I do this? Sometimes I don't get any answers. Sometimes I get a very, very firm no. And if I don't follow it, you better believe the universe is going to show Matt what's up. You know, it's going to teach me a lesson. And I learned through the school of life, right? And the yeses are so firm. It's like an angel with fairy dust, like Tinkerbell, just, you know, waved a wand over me. I can feel this energy. And I felt it with you when you're talking about uh, solar plexus resonance. It's a very important thing to trust. And when you start to do that and go inside, then you see that truth is that much more important. And you become an activist in your own way because you honor truth, you resonate with it, and then you definitely start to share it with others because that's what you do as a resonant being in, in physicality. Even just walking, talking, vibration of truth. You're sh like, I've seen moms at the grocery store sharing with their children like this is how you read labels this means organic this is that this is that they're not like out there waving the signs or making movies or whatever but they are vibrating truth and sharing that resonance with their kin or with whatever it may be and then also um the question was how to kind of like become an activist and, and how to really break that um becoming an activist is kind of the first question and the real answer is dismantling the ego. The ego is so worried what other people are going to think about you. And really, you don't even know that the, your neighbor is going to be all excited about the stuff you're talking about. You haven't even tried, you know? You're just scared because of the programming. And so the ego is so worried about being um, offended, like, you know, like being, it's scared. It's got, it wants to be, it wants to be accepted. And the ego really gets in the way of being an activist. And, and if you can first, and if you ask the universe, like, I, I need some sort of direction here, you know, the ego, the ego and the universe will get involved with each other. And this ancient ego will get broken down by the universe in, in certain ways, because the universe will show you that you shouldn't care about anything. And if it needs to, it'll show you these lessons over and over. But you're, what you need to learn is who cares what they think of what anyone thinks. Honor the truth. And it's not your truth. It's the truth. There's two different words. Your truth can be the truth. But it's, it doesn't vary from person to person. The truth is the truth. And the ego wants to um, live on forever. So the ego lives in your different past, present, future lives. And the ego wants to stay in this realm. It lives here. It does not want you to figure out there's this threshold into the astral where the rest of you resides. The ego doesn't want to let you realize that you can get out of here through 
you know, actually alleviation of karmic debt and all the things like the ego wants to live and live in the next life and it doesn't want you to go. That's part of it. So you have to really check that ego and see it and dismantle it. And, and really it gets, it gets pretty interesting, especially when 99% of the people are wearing masks and you're like, well, I want to fit in, right? No, you don't want to fit in. You want to honor the truth with integrity, no matter what. And when you do that, there's that one child seeing you and being like, oh, that's the truth. That resonates with me because breathing freely when nothing's really going on is truth. And sorry that that, 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 that I'm sorry that we live in a world where truth happens to offend people. Truth happens to be like um, this agitator, but that's because we live in an empire of lies and falsehood. And check this out. I know I said it wouldn't go on a tangent, but this, I have to get this through. We are resonant beings and we're like creator gods, all of us. We're very powerful spiritual beings. And the um, powers that be, those with the occult knowledge, the they, um, call them whatever you want, the New World Order, the Illuminati, whatever. They, it's probably very deep and spiritual. And I think it has a lot to do with the battle between good and evil. And it's very deep and esoteric. But at the end of the day, the they, they know if we resonate with lies and falsehoods, then there's like this backstop where we cannot fully manifest and come to our fullest creator potentials. So when, when we were being created or when God and this, whenever God, let's just say, was creating us, the deal was if we are in full resonance with truth, then we can create. But if we're resonating with lies and falsehoods, then it's like we can't do our full things because why would we be able to if we're in resonance with lies and falsehoods? It wouldn't make any sense. Full, first of all, we wouldn't even be able to resonate that high. But secondly, there's like a backstop. Like in an engine, like you don't let the flame hit the gas if it's leaking or whatever. It turns off, you know? So we have to realize that and shed these lies and honor truth. And then, then we can honor our true spiritual destiny. So um, thanks for letting me get that out. Yeah. And of course, the one truth is that we're one. There's, they, you know, there's, there's not, and truth is paradoxical, and, we, and, and there's two poles. And so what may look to be um, opposing views are actually just people looking at it from a different point of view and are more interested in their ego is more interested in the proving that their end of the pole is more important than the other end of the pole. And if you realize that you're actually on the same pole, then there's the conflict disappears. And you, that, that's just my sim, simplistic way of seeing it. But if we, we're, all, we're all one and we're all going back to the same place, then fighting actually just keeps the vibration low and trapped. Exactly. Yeah, uh, just yeah. stuck in one frequency. So what did, did Dr. King say, um, Jack? Truth is, and it doesn't matter whether you like it or not. Yeah, speak truth to receive truth, something like that. No, it was. It's a case we don't matter whether you like it or believe, or even believe it. It mm -hmm. is what it is. Yeah, the truth is the truth, whether you like it or not. Yeah, just got to. Yeah, and and the truth is that we are, are so much more than we see, and if people could realise that we're more to quote uh, Avatar movie, so much more than light beer and blue jeans. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, this, 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 
if a robot can do so much and we've limited it by bending it out of shape so that it doesn't vibrate at, at, at its capacity or anywhere near. Uh, well, there's some know. really advanced, um, for lack of a better word, witchcraft going on through um, Hollywood and whatnot. So what happens is we end up watching a movie like Superman or something like that where these heroes are put into place. So we have this programming of a hero and then we have a programming of like every, everyone else can just support them and applaud and be rescued, right? And we don't realize when we leave the theater that we, have, we still haven't been relieved of that uh, temporary suspension of disbelief. Like we're still stuck in that, that framework. And then we leave it to someone else. We leave everything to someone else. And then even like there'll be a controlled opposition or somebody who thinks who looks like makes us think like someone's doing it, a supposed hero. And maybe they're not even real. Maybe they're not even true. And I like to try to get people to go inside and become their own activists and not just, you know, off, like, I don't know what people, like people share my stuff and watch the movie and like they can do things, but you can really take activism in your own hands. It's about, long story short, it's about taking the first step. So you take that first step and whether it be, um, it depends on what your passion is and what, where you're at in your town. Um, it can be really deep. If you see the writing on the wall with like the digital currency, you know, you can start a little farm collective or a community shared agriculture. There's like the CSA template where like you grow tomatoes, your neighbor grows onions, someone down the street grows potatoes. And now you got three people that just share those three things. And now you don't have to buy those anymore. And if the grocery store supply chain, everything got shut, broken for a minute and you couldn't go to the store, you can still transact food and you started this self-dependency, you know, not non-reliance on the system. And, and if the system does go digital dollar and really dystopian, you can create this tray where you don't have to be necessarily involved. I'm trying to start like our own sort of localized currency through this local co-op. And that's a big project, but just any, any sort of thing where you're honoring the truth is something, but it starts with the first step and people don't think you're going to get any traction. But what happens is you put your neck out there and literally the universe or God or, you know, everything is one, then yourself comes to you and you have this amazing experience, right? And you see the light in others and you trade information and exchange vibrations. And like, literally there's something very powerful that's created in just doing something and acting, but there's these roadblocks, the ego gets in the way, the mind and all these sort of things. You could literally set up a little table in your town square with the book that you're reading and have a little engagement in that manner. Um, make your own t-shirt. I mean, activism is different in everybody's different ways. I think it's important just um, bringing awareness to, you know, the world that we're living in right now regarding um, just truth in general, the masks. I think it's important. The, the agenda with, um, for me, it's Frankenskies and the chemtrails leading to the 15 minute cities and all, all of that, the writing on the wall there. And I'm working on a sequel there called climate chains, like shackles because of this fear-based, um, mm -hmm. the climate is out of control. We need to push you out of the country and, and all this sort of stuff. It's happening firsthand where I live, but getting involved, people think it's, it's fear-based, but just, okay, here's a, for instance, there's basketball courts where I live. And before the lockdowns, I had to wait on the sidelines and sit there and wait. And, and then I could get picked to play basketball all year round. Now, after the lockdowns, people are, have been programmed. 
they're programmed to be in their homes on their computer on their devices and and afraid of um germs and stuff and yeah they've been told okay you can go outside and take off your mask the programming did not cease number one and they didn't get unprogrammed like people that are not like jaded like I hate to say that I'm jaded, but I'm on this frequency where I see through things. So call it, see, call it what it is. I see it as kind of jaded because I laugh at their attempts. But a lot of people fall for it. You know, I scoff at their attempts, right? And but the other, some other people are falling for it and they're entrenched in this fear. And it's up to us to, to snap them out of it in our own way, whatever it may be. So I started like this kids uh, sports, youth sports meetup club over the weekends. So I got all these basketball, tennis racket, all these different um, equipment, footballs and stuff. And we play sports with the, with the youth because I saw this big problem and there's n- nobody. Oh, did I finish? So no one's at my basketball court anymore. So I go there and no one is there at all, which, which means that everyone's just inside. The, the, the kids are still there. It's just, they've been so there was a big shift the past few years and we have to honor truth. We have to honor the way that things used to be and should be mm. and show people different things. Like I took a friend out the, okay, here's activism. I took a friend out to this garden that I, I have a garden that there's a big garden that I have in my own plot. It's like a row. It's really sweet. And then there's a shared spot of potatoes and my friend, she's 42, 43. I showed her potatoes. She never seen potatoes. She <laughs> pulled up some potatoes and she was, she, she's actually really into agriculture and stuff. And I was shocked. She was so giddy and sweet. It was really freaking heartbreaking. This like, cause she lives in the freaking country, man. And I'm from the city. I thought I'd never seen potatoes. And that was like 10 years ago. Either way, she says, this is my first potato dig. And she's digging around, digging around. And she finds a freaking potato. That's humanity, you guys. <laughs> That's it. That's activism. But I had to like encourage her to get out. And, I, and then she's got her own little plot there now. It's really <laughs> sweet. Yeah. But like activism in your own way, right? Like some people don't know anything. Like I told these children that you save the seeds from this pumpkin or squash and you can plant them. And they were like, no, it's like eight-year-olds. And they were all like, no, that's not how it works. You go and you buy the thing at the store. I'm like, no, but the seeds in it can make more of it if you put them in the ground and give them water and stuff. And they're like, you're, they, they thought I was messing with them, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, Amazing. look, you need to go Google it. You can go Google it, little Maybe brat. activism <laughs> is just education, you know? Maybe that's just, Yes, activism is just is showing them the way, man. Mm-hmm. And the way is being so broken with technology and everything. It doesn't have to be look up at the sky chemtrails don't wear a mask you idiot because i mean there's different people that can do that let me do that okay let me be that person and everyone i'm the guy else, yeah i'm the guy let me do that and i'll do it in my own way and i'll try to meet people and where they're at very nicely like i held this i held this big protest a couple years ago when everyone was masked and i meditated on it and i knew there's gonna be all these signs and everyone's like what's my sign gonna be and everyone's signs very like aggressive some of them were like peace and love and after a couple of days of meditation uh, my sign said, breath is life. And we had this big protest on the road and everyone's like hundreds of people drive by and I'm just there at the very end. Breath is life. Right. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Freaking argue with me. People did. People gave me the finger. People turned over and pulled over and argued with me. People pulled over and argued with me with no mask on. And I'm like, 
well, you're not wearing a mask, are you? <laughs> you know? So anyways, it was, it was a beautiful thing. And I try to meet people, like, not be aggressive. Oh, oh, I have to, um, I have to go get this sticker. So I'm going to show you the sticker. It's really important. So I'll be back in five seconds, okay? Well, should we keep, should we keep talking? This is... What do you think so far, Deborah? Look at that. Five seconds. That was not... Look at, look right, at that. So, gone so I make these stickers because I wanted to find something that was not aggressive. Okay, you go to people with a flyer, you hand them it. Depends on like, sometimes you got to figure out who you're talking to. You look them up and down, you assess them, read their field. And like some people are just going to like not want your control flyer and call you names going to totally take away your energy so like after years of this i like size people up i'm like are they ready for my chemtrail flyer right and then um i realized it has to be two-sided because they get it and they look on the other side immediately if it's not two-sided that's it leaves them with this kind of like energy like they didn't try hard enough so i get really good artwork on both sides and it's informative and all these things and i try 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 so then i realized i'm hardly reaching anybody okay so people have water bottles people love stickers so i got these vinyl stickers they're really nice and my employee, Jazzy, because I have one employee with my EMF protection clothing line because I took activism to the next level and actually am, am protecting, protecting people with silver line clothing. And the name of the company is a Latin word meaning hope, S-P-E-R, sparrow, means hope. So I'm bringing hope to the next generation through awareness and education and empowerment, not just being a victim and being like, oh, what can you do? There is stuff you can do. And I'm actually leading the industry globally. I turn activism into um, actually um, making money that I can um, have a, like a closed loop system and bring it back into activism and not just always do crowd funds because that's not what I want to do. So this sticker, which I'm going to go to a reggae concert tonight um, and tomorrow, and it's going to be very beautiful because last year I went to the same reggae festival on this sacred land. It's beautiful, sacred land, um, uh, hot springs, the town that I live in. And it's beautiful. I've actually, that's where my farm plot is. And so I made, last year I passed out, could have been hundreds of these stickers and I've passed out thousands of these stickers for free. And everyone's always floored that they're free and everyone's always floored that there's no advertisement or link on them. And almost everyone loves and accepts the sticker. And so I gave it all this thought, like how to make the sticker and Latida and all this stuff. So the sticker, it's probably going to be backwards. So it's these flowers and they're in this, they're all, it's like beautifully art and it looks like it's painted. It looks hand painted. And what it fall says love, is not in line. fall in love, not in line. Mm -hmm. And it's got this anarchy sign, which means anti-government, but really just means like working for yourself. Like if there's a pothole in your street and, you're, and it's been there for a year, then maybe a couple of guys could just fix it themselves. This anarchy is like, you don't need the government for everything. So it's an empowering thing. So this beautiful thing, it doesn't have anything chemtrail related on it. It doesn't like push any idea on anybody. Um, Fall in love. On the back. Nothing. It's just a sticker. So, but yeah, I mean, most things need the back, but this is a sticker, so it doesn't need like that. Anyway, right? Right after I said that, it'd be nice, but that's just, you just peel it off and they put it on the water bottle. People love it. And I encourage, and that's just the way that I decided to go about it. I, I made another one that's an anatomical heart. And on the heart, it has a tattoo etched into it. It's a, it looks like it's hand sketched, but it's red. And it's a nice sticker. And it says human for life, because also 
I wanted to honor like that we're all human. We don't need to just jump at the opportunity to become robots or anything like that. And we all have that bond. Look, we all bleed red. And, and this whole division thing is absurdity. I do it. I look at the people in the grocery store and I'm like, where are you? Why are you wearing a mask? It's been years. Like, and then they try to talk to me and I want to be like, look, I don't. And I, I do. I smile and kill them with kindness. But like, I'm, I'm a victim. I'm a, I am um, a victim of the div divisiveness as well. Like, I definitely am a little bit, you know, jaded by the whole thing. And, and I think we all bleed red. And we all have hearts. And we should all just see the humanity in one another. And the thing is, what the they want to activate it, like a social credit system to really have their whole little technocracy, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, for it to really work, we all have to not unite. We all have mm -hmm. to be turned on one another. I know in, in the UK with the 15-minute city things, it's like they create this system where if your neighbor takes too many showers or uses you know, too much of whatever, you, you like rat them out and stuff like that. It's like you have to be so anti your neighbor. So, so in that, and this is the last thing I'll say for now, and I'll pass it over to y'all for a second. In that is, I think one of the greatest things to be an activist, one of the most amazing, greatest things that you can possibly do is go get to know your neighbor. If you already know that neighbor, go get to know the other neighbor. Go borrow salt from them, start a conversation. I don't, I don't care. Like get to know them. Oh, 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 they're not the same religion or color as you or something. Go meet them. I don't care. They're your neighbor. They're your neighbor. Like, are they That's human? Mother Teresa. That yeah. was very much her way. Okay. If we all felt the person next that you, that stood in front of you and were kind and paid that person attention, loving attention, then you don't need to do anything else. Well, that's also the way to undermine the corporations, which are destroying, for, responsible yeah. for a lot of the destruction, is that, uh, you know, if you just buy local and act local, you would stop, you know, all the pollution, the, the animal testing, the, um, all, 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 the, all the problems, just because, you know, you're not going to go to the pharmacy and he's got a rabbit strapped to the back table with a cigarette in his mouth, testing whether the, the cigarette harms the, or putting makeup in its eye, you know, you would, you'd all buy organic, you'd all buy local. Local is the answer to, to everything. Yeah. I have the a only thing I want to just to talk over you, because that's yeah. what I can do. Love you. But your, your sticker, a heart, mm. what really struck me is that the first organ to be formed in a human fetus is the heart. That's where it all starts. And and so that actually, so the, the, the depth of our heart is the source of us all in, a mm -hmm. in our physical body. And if we take our teachings, um, we've got a, a, a teaching, which is a practice called the 12 blessings. And, we, and, it, and it moves through the stages. And then when we get oh. to the 11th of the 12th blessing, it's to the supreme lords of creation. And there are seven of them. And we're told that it's the absolute's heart. And Dr. King said that actually we've all got seven hearts, i.e. we've got seven bodies. Mm -hmm. So we, and each of those has the, has the heart within it. So an echo within, within, 
sort of fact, and I don't know why you chose the flower. I mean, it's obviously a universal symbol and everybody would relate to that. But the reason that, that we do is because of its shape and it is, it is the very, very center of us. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. I just absolutely. I could also just chip in, it. yeah, that uh, I like the way that you've come to all of these conclusions. You know, we were all like really nodding our heads in, the, in that first 10 minutes when you, you know, let rip there and uh, how you've come to this without any knowledge of, you know, the metaphysical, the occult. I mean, maybe you do, but I, I, I don't, not certainly nor of the teachings. And, um, you know, that uh, because we also have the thousand year timeline. You know, till the next master comes, and then we all have to go to planet X. Whoever doesn't raise their vibration, and then there's the dark forces, all working to keep it keep it down. There's these individuals in the lower astral realms who want to, you know, who are engineering all of this because that's the way that they're playing things out. And we have services, the jewel in the rock of attainment, and that's that our our mantra. mantra yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's all really, really ties in beautifully. And there's uh, all that about Kundalini as well. When you're rising, when you raise Kundalini, if you, <laughs> when you open each chakra one by one, if you have any proclivities or any, um, uh, if there's any, if there's anything bad in you, then um, you don't get to, you don't get to raise the Kundalini. You don't get the powers, like you say, the stop gap in the engine. So mm. there's all these occult things in your in what you're saying, and it's really really resonates. Um, yeah, a lot of the knowledge that I get is from um, beeswax candlelight. I meditate with beeswax candlelight, and I'll sleep even with it. Mm. And um, I believe that I have a past life or a congruent. I don't know what I believe in time and the past anymore or anything like that. So mm. I'll say parallel, congruent dimensional uh, existence i feel like one of my past lives i may have spent a lot of time with candlelight and embedded some information in there for this life or something like that i feel like i'm picking up on something from myself and a lot of these code down like i don't have any gurus or anything like that and i don't read much i do have a beautiful bookshelf but i don't read that much and a lot of it just comes from resonance and just i follow my gut even this emf protection clothing line it was just an idea. And then this one time I got a very strong energetic hit and that's from cultivation of my gut. So my story is when I was like 16 years old, my dad had left and I was trying to help my mom with money. And it was 1996, there was no internet yet. And there was the stock market and we had the newspaper and it had stocks in it. And we're upset about, worried about money. And I just tried investing in stocks and I would ask my gut all the time. and. I would lose money and I would make money and I would do risky things. And every single morning before I even got out of that like um, meditative state when you first wake up, that um, like you're in that daze in the morning, that's a really good time to meditate, especially if you wake up right as the sun is rising. Um, there's a hypnagogic state your mind is in and, and this like theta state. You can ask your guide and get, go deep. Every morning I would ask my guide about how did my stocks do? Like literally for like 12, 15 years, I did this. And I've cultivated my gut through just asking about that. It's not, it's a weird path, you know, kind of greedy. I didn't really ever come out with like, it was a ride and it showed a lot about myself. And of course I didn't get rich or anything from it, but like 
you cultivate your gut in your own way. You have to first start speaking to it and speaking mm-hmm. to it like all the time. And then that that resonance comes and then you can find in your meditations these, I mean, there's there's an Akashic record, right? And then you can go access that in like your dream state and access all that is if you can find that resonance, which is part of part of life. I've been really drawn to Rudolf Steiner and got almost all of his works oh, yeah, and have to has to be like winter next to a fireplace with coffee and every word that he writes is very cryptic but I think he made it so cryptic so that information could get to us if he put it out there in plain sight it never would have made it this far so he's a beautiful soul and he's got transmissions and stuff for all of us if we're willing to resonate to that vibration oh, yeah, he's so a there's a lot teacher. there there's a lot of beautiful stuff there um but yeah, I wanted to say this is kind of off topic, but this is part of the the programming and who we are as a society. I grew up in this school system. They said they were the best like public school system in the nation in in the United States. But um, I graduated and went to college and graduated from college. You know, four year degree, a lot of college debt and stuff. And then I moved to California on the other side of the country, and. And I was like 26 years old and I saw an apple tree for the first time. I'd never seen an apple tree. I was 26 years old. I thought I knew everything about everything since as you do in your mid twenties, I guess a lot of people are like that. At least I was, I was so cocky. I, the apple tree was full of freaking apples. You guys like more than like five, it was like hundreds. And every time I'd little drawn a little apple tree or seen an apple tree on like the cartoons or something, there was like five little red little dots. I never thought an apple tree grew more than, a few apples. I never knew that they grew lots of apples at all. Like I've seen trees so full that the whole tree's like falling over. Peach trees, I have no clue. I had no clue, right? And I'm starting to grow things now and even learning things every day about stuff. All this information of abundance, okay, is kept from us. It's just kept from us. Like we go through the education system. We don't learn about food abundance. We don't learn about our anatomy. Come on, I got up through all that stuff and I don't know what's what's here and there and this on me, on my body. That's just bollocks if you ask me. So at the end of the day, we have to educate ourselves and really honor the truth with integrity and see the programming. And the programming is that we're told that overpopulation and this and that, and that we can't even, like we're not told we can grow our own stuff and how abundant and beautiful things. I'm growing this heirloom Italian zucchini um, that's just out of, it's just out of frame. It's it's bigger than, uh, it's huge. It's ginormous. It's very, very, very large. Um, it's like two feet long. I'm trying to think metric for you guys, but whatever. It's two feet. And there's, they're popping out. I got to share food with everybody. And if, when you learn about abundance and then learn about like the, how expensive things are at the grocery store and how they don't want us to realize how abundant things are, the programming starts to get dismantled and just honoring little things like bringing forward that kind of truth is very important. And that can be your, your activism is, is, is just learning how to feed your family without, you know, having to go and, and, and because I see the writing on the wall, like this right now they're doing this like Amazon thing where you scan your palm and you, they're getting people used to scanning their palm to be able to transact goods. But it's only a matter of time till something else. I mean, the, it's all, we're, we're in a shift of consciousness together. And there's this flow game happening. And we 
are all such sweet, innocent, high vibration souls that just came here to freaking shed karma, really. We didn't expect we were going to be targeted, our souls trapped in the transhuman dystopia, whatever that they're trying to pull off in this realm. So a lot of us can't see the writing on the wall. We can't see that that there's going to be another lockdown or anything like that. Like everyone's so sweet and innocent. Like like even when I'm trying to convince, talk to people about things, chemtrails and what have you, people have such a um, very innocent look at the world. And it's very nice. And why? It's because they're high vibrational, nice beings, probably living parallel existences in like Fern Gully as like, elves and fairies and stuff and not having to worry about the new world order but in this existence here we are and the truth may it have a little bit of darkness in it the truth is the truth mm-hmm. whether it offends you or not or scares you or whatever it may be so it's not a like on that pure vibration of truth there is no fear. Mm-hmm. there's no fear at all because truth is a higher vibration than that but they want to muddy it and make it feel like that we don't have the power, but we are the ones in power. Why else? Oh, let me tell you this little tangent, and I'm happy to see this book. So I started thinking about it a lot. There's like fluoride in the water, all the stuff that they do to the children, the food, the air. I mean, you can't really eat anything without being worried about what's in it and all this sort of stuff. I'm learning about fabrics. Like all of our fabrics have a percentage of plastic in it to keep the frequency and this and that and then 5G. And then they're worried about the next wave of children coming in and all this stuff. Every single thing that you can like think about is an attempt to dismantle our progression as a species, like, uh, like to prevent the ascension essentially, right? Every attempt possible from every different angle. But why? Because people want to know who, what, why, where, when, how on every other topic when you, talk, when you try to convey the truth to them. So why would this be going on? Like all these desperate attempts to keep us locked into a low vibration because they are desperate attempts. It's at every single intersection, every avenue. It's because the darkness is absolutely terrified of your light. Each and every one of you, each and every (laughs) one of you has this little spark inside of you that at any time, could explode into an uncontrollable raging inferno that they can of truth that they cannot stop. Well, you've so definitely they, studied I, metaphysics in the past, isn't it, in some past life? It's really spot on. Yeah. So I literally think that they that the day have some serious technology at play and monitoring systems, and they're trying so hard with every single possible thing that they can do from witchcraft to, to the legal name to dismantling our legal identity to all these sort of things but the truth another quote and I, I said i don't like to quote people the truth is like a lion all you have to do is let it out of its cage and it's already out like like the light is here mm. it's 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 happening it's like we're in density we're in physicality so everything's slower than we'd like it to happen you know because we're light beings and everything's faster where we're from like if you think about it we're beings of light so we, we operate in a higher vibration. So even being in this realm and physicality, it's like, it's like, where's the manifestation? No, you gotta, you gotta slowly put in the work and manifest it at the same time. No, it's like, where is it, right? Mm. Same with everything else. It's like, we gotta honor where we're at. It's just slower. So read the writing on the wall, honor the truth. And really it's up to us to honor the next generation because that's where the big bullseye is, is mm. if we can help show them the light because they're the real bringers, look at their light. 
in their eyes. Each one <laughs> of them is so bright. And that's terrifying for the darkness. So they I, rem- have I remember old- one story of a, yeah, an Indian, Indian guy who was walking, going up to a cave to meditate because when he was about to, he knew that he would gain enlightenment in that cave. And uh, mm. the dark forces uh, that, that were throwing rocks down the valley at him, you know, because to, for him, for him to, mm. bl- to turn into light was just blinding for them. So, yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there. That's a beautiful metaphor. Yeah. Or is it or a true story? Yeah, it was Thank true. And the uh, so the the nine freedoms, which is the book that the uh, George King channeled through uh, Cosmic Master Mars Sector Six. The the first freedom is bravery, and that's really what you're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. to overcome fear is is the big test. That's the first step on the ladder to follow to to take any action to overcome your basic self is is bravery, and mm-hmm. then love, and then service is the third freedom, which you talk a lot about as well. And then it's enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, ascension. Then you can leave this planetary cycle, go into mm. other planets. I tried to take a screenshot, but I missed it. The seven. Yeah. The, the nine freedoms. The nine freedoms. The nine freedoms. Yeah. So I it tells you what. Of, off of screenshot, I think. Happiness, happiness, look. Yeah. So like after, because, you know, with Buddhism, you think you go to enlightenment and nirvana and that's it. Mm. But this, unfortunately, we have a lot more. Oh. It's fortunately because this is, you know, we're in an unconscious reincarnatory cycle now. Later, we go into an incarnatory cycle where we choose. We have much better experiences. So you're right. We're down in the, because of karma, we're down in the, this level of existence. If I may, if I may interject, nirvana and um, enlightenment and all that is beautiful and all and all that jazz. But I mean, it seems a little, just to me, seems a little self-righteous. Like, what about your brothers and sisters? If we're all one, why are we going to leave them behind? Like, let's raise well, it all together and defeat the darkness. Let's do this. You know. Well, I mean? this is why it's the new cosmic teaching. Well, you said, you said, Deborah. Yeah, that's exactly it. The the masters, Jesus from Venus, Buddha from Venus, Krishna from Saturn, come incarnate. Teach us. So they sacrifice their bliss of the higher vibrations to bring the light down to us. And that's the whole thing. You don't, you don't ever go on. You, you just, you go up and you get it and then you bring it back down and you share it. And that's, that's what you, you go, you, you bring the, it's, it's almost like the old lady, this is the old lady, can't climb to the top of the mountain. But at the top of the mountain, there is some lovely vibrations which can be kept in the water. So the youngsters, the old lady stands at the bottom and does the prayers. So the old lady. And the, and the youngsters will go up there but bring the water back down. So it's the whole place of being a service to, to each that's, other. That's the problem with many of the New Age teachings. It's kind of selfish, you know, and many of the older teachings they had to use the carrot of, you know, you'll gain these cities, you'll go and achieve enlightenment if you do these meditative practices. But mm-hmm. the new cosmic teachings say that we've all got to go back to God together. It's service. You can't leave your brother behind. You've got to go. Karma yoga is the yoga of the age. Oh, Action. I love, it. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that, that love resonates it. a lot more with me, you know, because... Yeah. I'm not trying to leave anybody behind, especially if there is some weird transhuman dystopia, you know, what souls would want to be left um, without the light. If we can show them, then let's, you know, let's rise it all together. Um, I was going to say, Deborah, I got excited. 
when you said about um, Krishna and, and these other bringers of light, I wanted to say that's you. That's you. That's why you're here. Like you came, you sacrificed higher vibrations to come down here. So, I mean, and Jack and me and all of us that are in the, but, yeah. but I'm saying thank you for also, I wanted to recognize and honor that you're that as well. Not coming from Venus though. Not quite. Yeah. Well, from higher much. vibrations. Well, not much really. Oh. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Just ever, not Jack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is probably where I'm at, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm here. I'm Except. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Been a this pleasure. This has been wonderful. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much. And like I say, you know, it's, uh, you've definitely done some work before because you've all got it. What we had to study to learn, you already know. Oh, thanks. What I mean is we're here to serve, right? And we yep. did um, incarnate not um, necessarily to shed karma. I think that earth is a, is a beautiful place where beings come to shed karma. But I don't think that those of us that are here to bring the light, I don't think that we're here to, um, I think we're here to bring the light. And that's the game that we're playing. A lot of people, beings are here early on their evolutionary timeline. And they're living out karma because this is the realm for that and it's actually being hijacked so there's a lot at play and a lot happening and it's like a it's like a big ship that's trying to be steered in one direction and then too much free will was being messed with so you know the universe and god had to intervene and bring in some light and that's us and the more we realize our destiny who we are and why we're here the more we can come into our our powers i feel so bless well, you both brother and thank Amen. you for having me on our pleasure. Hope best of luck with the new film and you have to come back on when it's out and we'll share it and we'll share it all on social media. How can people, what's the best website to get hold of you on? Well, the um, actual activists with a, it's an S at the end, actual activists, plural.com. That's been my baby for years. And there's like daily updates of truth and the one-stop shop for truth and activism. Anyone, even my, anyone, including myself and you all, you can learn anything on lots of stuff to be learned on that website. So many resources and through there you can find frankenskies.com to see my movie if you haven't seen that one yet it came out in 2017 it's a very important film to watch especially at this juncture in humanity so please frankenskies.com for the film and then find me online as well matt landman facebook and all the other social platforms if you're on there i'm on there so thank you all right great and if people are interested in the ethereum society it's ethereum.org so go out and study bless all you right. bless you matt Take care. Bless you all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.